Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Divinity Life podcast or Divinity Life TV. I pray that you are all doing well this evening. God bless you. And uh, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, We are back here with another uh, episode of This is Kingdom. I am your host, Sister Shelley or Lachelle Dalton Clark, whatever you want to call me. (laughs) And we are here uh, to uh, learn again tonight. We're here to learn uh, tonight. So tonight is a prophetic teaching uh, concerning the spirit of religion. Uh, We're going to be unmasking the spirit of religion tonight. So um, yeah, I hope you brought your... um, your uh your pen and your pad i started to say i hope you brought your guns <laughs> i hope you brought your i hope you brought your guns tonight cuz we are going to not only unmask but we are going to dismantle and we are going to uh expose and destroy the spirit of religion that's actually my goal is to destroy the spirit of religion from the church um that is the uh, the crux of why I'm even online uh, doing this and um, destroying the spirit of religion, not only, you know, uh, from the church, because it starts with us. We are the church. And so destroying the spirit of religion um, from from the inside out, let's just put it that way, um, and, and really uh, focusing on eradicating this spirit from the body of Christ, because. Um, one thing that I found is uh, or that, you know, I, I yeah, that I found or that I often think about is that is how sad it is that the world's uh, system or or uh, I, I would say certain people in the world. Right. Uh, we can say like the elite people, quote unquote, in the world. The only elite is really Jesus. Um uh, or, or certain people out there, they don't want to come into the church uh, for the simple reason of this, uh, for the simple reason that the spirit of religion, um, you know, it, it is what they are uh, afraid of. They are running from. They they hate the the spirit of religion, and it, it's funny how people in the world system despise the spirit of religion more than religious people or more than you know Christians actually do. And so uh, tonight uh, we're going to focus here on this spirit of religion. Uh, tonight, let me get the banner up for you. While I'm doing that, I just want to uh, thank you uh, who are watching by way of YouTube live or who will catch the replay and those that will catch this by way of, um, by way of podcast. Uh, So welcome to you guys. So just uh, give me a moment here. I'm going to get this up on the ticker and then we're going to pray and get rolling tonight. Pray and get rolling tonight. I wonder how the weather is uh, where you are. Uh, We finally had our first real cold day uh, today. Uh, So fall is kicking in. It's rolling in right on schedule. I'm very excited about that. It was cold and rainy today. So it really felt like a winter day. Um, I think we got down into the 50s uh, today at the the height of our day. So that was really good. And uh, 
Yeah. Let me get the uh, my notes open for you as well here while I'm doing this. So give me one second. Let me know uh, in the chat, even if you're catching the replay, I'd still like to know where you're watching from. So uh, drop your city in the comment section below or um, in the chat if you're coming in uh, live. Uh, I'd like to know where you're watching from. I find it interesting that um, on the podcast, you know, uh, where people are listening from uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just think, wow, you know, it's amazing when, when the, um, when the uh, podcast to know that the podcast is going out to people across the world and the, the countries that you would never think are, uh, are watching the most, those, you know, those countries are actually watching, you know, countries like India. I just think, wow, you know, because I preach a lot against um, Middle Eastern religion, you know what I mean? Like um, New Age religion and things like that. So um, it's, it, I, I pray that people are getting delivered there uh, and that they're getting saved, uh, really saved over there. Amen. Um, so welcome to you guys from all over the world who are watching, who are listening. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in once again uh, tonight. And uh, let's see here. All right, so we're talking about unmasking the spirit of religion. Are you in a church or a cult? Are you in a church or a cult? We're talking about uh, um, spiritual programming, uh, the demon behind the spirit of religion, which involves spiritual programming. And mind control, religious mind control. This is a, quite a long little title here, but I just want you to get a full, um, you know, get a full understanding uh, tonight. So we're, that's what we're going for. We're going for a full understanding tonight. Um, there's the title at the bottom of the screen. I'll uh, remove it later. But just for the sake of everyone knowing what we are discussing tonight, that is it. That is it. That is it. So unmasking the spirit of religion. Are you in a church or a cult? Are you in a church or a cult? My goodness. Church or cult. That You know, it, it, it sounds very severe. It, it sounds quite strong. But, you know, some of us don't really know if we are in a church or, or in a cult, some of us have never thought about it. And, and, and some of us don't care, <laughs> you know, as the scripture says, you know, uh, and the people love to have it that way. Some people just, you know, they don't care. They like to be uh, taken advantage of. <laughs> it's very sad, but true. They like to be controlled and manipulated and they just really do not care. They just really do not care. And so um, very, very sad to see, very sad to see. Um, but tonight, uh, let's just pray and jump in here. Uh, I got everything I need, so I'm ready. I pray that you have everything you need and that you are ready. Amen. That you are ready. Um, so let's go. So, Father, I thank you uh, for your spirit. I thank you for this opportunity to open the eyes of your people tonight through the power of and the truth and the light of your Holy Spirit. 
I thank you, Heavenly Father God, for every soul that you have drawn by your spirit to hear this message and that you have gone before them and made the crooked path straight and the rough places plain and smooth. You have prepared the way, Father God, for them to um, hear this message undistracted and unhindered in Jesus name. I arrest by the power of the Holy Ghost, the spirit and of the prince and power of the air in the name of Jesus that works in the airwaves that works to uh, to hinder, to oppose, to distract and to negate the truth that is being released through the air in the name of Jesus. I rebuke this spirit tonight. Every spirit of distraction now, I command you to bow to the name of Jesus. Every spirit of uh, every uh, demonic agenda, I bring you down and make you null and void in the name of Jesus. I cancel you right now in Jesus' mighty name. May the spirit of truth rule and reign over the spirit of religion tonight, over the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. In Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, have your way. Arrest my words. Take my mouth hostage. In Jesus' name, I pray and give your people ears to hear what you are saying unto us as your church. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So here we go tonight. Uh, let's see here. I got uh, some comments here. Yeah. You see? <laughs> foolishness, but that's okay. You can get saved too. All right. So let me just delete all that and block this user real quick. And there we go. You are blocked wet girls. <laughs> okay. So, um, we're talking about unmasking the spirit of religion. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> the demon behind spiritual programming and religious mind control. Why am I calling it spiritual programming and religious mind control? The simple fact is it's no different from mind control, uh, the demonic systematic uh, or systemic programming that um, our people have encountered in this nation and um actually, you know, in other nations as well. Uh, but as, as, as you know, you know, uh, uh, most other countries try to, uh, copy paste what is being, what is, you know, being done in this country or in America. And so, um, we're talking about American, focusing on American religion tonight. For those of you that are listening, uh, or watching from other countries. Um, hopefully, you know, you can apply this uh, anyway and also be aware of it. I know that this will be um, confirmation for some and it will be new information for others. Amen. So um, this is no different. This is no different from uh, mind control, um, um MK Ultra, if you will, you know, MK Ultra is, uh, well, if you know, you know, um, but it has to do with, um, 
I, I won't go into that tonight. All right. Because <laughs> I, 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 y'all know I will take it all the way there and I'm not scared. Um, let's, let's look here at the dictionary real quick. King James Version. We're going to look up the word religious. Um, one thing I want you to understand is that the uh, religion, the word religion and the word religious are not the same. Religion and religious are not the same. It's not the same thing. Um, mainly because, mainly because, um, religion is more of a noun, right? Uh, and religious is an adjective. So in with this word, depending on how it is used, um, it, it means something completely different, completely different. So we're looking at the adjective form, adjective form of the word religion or religious, religious, the adjective form. Um, now, um, the first one, I'm in the King James Version or uh, KJV Dictionary. Uh, the first one says pertaining or relating to religion as a religious society, a religious sect, a religious place or religious subjects. I hope the fire log is not making too much noise behind me here. So it says pertaining to or relating to religion, the noun, <laughs> the thing or the, you know, as a religious society, a religious sect, a religious place or a religious or religious subjects. So tonight we're talking about what religious subjects in a religious place, right? And, in, and, and that religious place being in a religious sect called Christianity. This also applies to other religions or other religious sects as well. Um, the second definition says pious, godly, loving and reverencing the supreme being and obeying his precepts as a religious man. So it says pious, pious, P-I-O-U-S, pious. Uh, the third definition is devoted to the practice of religion as a religious life. Devoted to the practice of religion as in a religious life. Number four uh, definition says teaching religion containing religious subject or the doctrines and precepts, that means teachings of religion or the discussion of topics of religion as as in a religious book. So it's a, what does it say? Teaching doctrines and precepts of religion. So we're talking about being indoctrinated or being taught a certain way. Amen. Uh, number five says exact, strict, uh, such as religion requires as a religious observance of vows or promises. So exact and strict, that can be religious. Exact and strict, it, that's one meaning of the adjective um, word religious. Six says engaged by vows. You got, you're like, how many definitions? I only got seven. <laughs> um, uh, engaged by vows. Engaged by vows. Now, now underline that word vows, right? Um, what that means is 
Uh, remember when we talked about the spirit of Jezebel and how that spirit wants to engage you in agreement because it cannot legally function in your life, just like any demon without a, an agreement or a covenant with you. It wants to make an co a covenant with you and bind you by covenant to the altar uh, of its God or the altar that it worships, right? And so this says engaged by vows to a, to a monastic life as a religious order or a fraternity. So binding you to something, to a certain doctrine or way of life or, or, or teaching by vows, by vows, um, connecting you to it by vows. Number seven, appropriated to the performance. There's the key. Appro appropriated to the performance of sacred or religious duties. Ah, did you catch it? Appropriated to the performance of sacred or religious duties. The performance of sacred or religious duties. Um, all right. So it says a religious person bound by uh, these vows, monastic vows, are or sequester, I don't want to get into these difficult words, um, and devoted to a life of piety and devotions and devotion, okay? So first thing we want to understand here is that um, religion is performance-based. It is works-based. It is not love-based. It is works-based or performance-based. It is not grace-based. Amen. And so we're not talking about sloppy grace, messy grace. We're talking about the real grace, which is the help or the assistance of the Holy Ghost. That is grace. The grace is the help of Jesus. It is his help. It is his help. So that is real grace. Um, grace is not a license to sin. Um, it is the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is the help of the Holy Ghost. So religion and the religious spirit are not the same. The Bible defines pure religion in James chapter one. So let's look here at James chapter one first. James chapter one, verse 26 quickly. Try not to keep you long tonight. James chapter one and verse 26. James one and 26. Let's look at this. I'm going to start at uh, verse 25. I'm in the King James version. It says, but whoso or whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a, for, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed, right? So whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, being the word of God, and continues, continues therein, he being not a, forget, a forgetful hearer, that's a tongue twister. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, not a hearer only, 
but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I'm reading this because it's connected to a pure religious spirit or a pure, it's connected to pure religion that is undefiled. Now watch this. It says, if any man among you seem to be religious, there it is, and bridleth not his tongue, uh-oh, it has to do with the mouth, but deceives his own heart, has to do with deception, self-deception, this man's religion is vain or worthless. This man's religion is worthless. That means useless, useless, right? So what we see so far is a person who, a, a religious person is someone who is a hearer of the truth, but not a doer of the truth. He is like the man that what it says beholds his natural face, looks at himself in the mirror and walks away and immediately forgets what kind of man he saw in the mirror, what manner of man he was, right? You immediately forget. So that we're talking about people who literally um, cannot, uh, they're, they're not conscience, conscious of their own behavior. They're not conscious or, or self-aware. Amen. They're more uh, aware of others than they are of themselves. And they are also um, condemning of others more so than themselves. They're, they judge others more so than themselves. Now, I want to say this because this applies to all of us. None of us are exempt. We are, I am going through the, the process, the journey of still being delivered from the spirit of religion. And so some of us um, are on either one side or the other of that spectrum. Some of us are, or we judge ourselves more harshly than we judge others. Some of us judge others more harshly than we judge ourselves. And some of us um, are, are, are probably somewhere in the middle. Okay. So let's look here at verse 26 now, because um, some, you know, a religious person would say, well, do you do everything that the word says to do? <laughs> you know, do you do everything? If you don't do everything perfect, you know, then who are you to tell me? And so on and so on. But that is a religious spirit a religious spirit that is not trying or attempting to do what the word says to do. Its focus is on pointing the finger back at you, right? That rhymed. Yes, I know. Verse 26, it says, if any man among you seem to be religious and bright with not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this is talking about self-deception, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it has to do with self-deception. So it has to do with you deceiving your own self. Or if you were speaking to me, it would have to do with me deceiving my own self. I could not point the finger back at you and say that it has anything to do with you, right? Um, so it says, this man's religion is vain. This man's religion is vain, pure religion and undefiled. Verse 27, before God, 
we have to remember that we're standing before God, right? That we're, we're, we're living before God. Everything is open and naked before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit the fathers and widows in their affliction. That means to help the fatherless and the widows, hus husbandless, in their affliction or in their time of trouble or their time of need. And to keep himself unspotted from the world and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Now, it said and, it didn't say either or, it said and, right? So a lot of us like to leave that part off about keeping, we'll help other people, fine, but we don't want to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Now you're being judgmental. Now you're trying to tell me, you know, who, what, when, where, and how, and I don't, I don't get down like that, right? All right, so talking about pure religion, pure religion, uh, pure religion. It is the opposite of a religious spirit. It is the opposite of a religious spirit. So we understand that um, the religious spirit is more performance-based, right? Well, what else was performance-based? We know that the Pharisees uh, were performance-based like, or, or performance-driven. They were driven by uh, the works of the law. They were driven by the law. Amen. The law. Um, hey, Brother Robert. Brother Robert is here. Welcome. God bless you. Uh, yeah, I, put, I sent the reminder out a little bit late. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to your comments. Going to open those in just a moment here. Um, but but the Pharisees were were driven by performance. They were more more so driven by right and wrong, right? Um, more so than anything else, they were driven by the law or the Torah. Now, um, should I go ahead? Okay. Let me let me let me go ahead and, and share this with you. Let me go ahead and share this with you. Um, the nature of the of the Pharisee spirit, the nature of any spirit that is driven by performance, that is performance based, um, anything having to do with God, right? It that is driven by performance based. If you do this, thumbs up. If you do that, thumbs down, right? performance based and not driven by love anything that is rooted in performance and not rooted in love not only is it a religious spirit but it is a demonic spirit it is a demonic spirit the pharisee spirit and the sadducees as well spirit is a religious spirit and it is demonic it is demonic i'm saying that because who was it that crucified Jesus. It was the religious Pharisees. It was the, re the religious spirits. And that means that it was demonic, right? So now that demonic uh, spirit has a root. That demonic religious spirit has a root. What is it rooted in? 
What is it coming out of? What, what is, you see, it, it's a demon. It's a demon. Glory to God. It's a demon. Oh, you went and made another account. That's, that's cool. We can block you too. It is a demon. It is a demon. It is a demon. Um, it is a demon. What is the, what is the nature of this demon? What is it rooted in? Um, I can tell you from de doing deliverance sessions that I have cast out religious spirits before. I ask, you know, what is your name? I am the, I'm, I'm the spirit of religion. I'm a religious spirit. I didn't know that, that it was actually a demon until <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so that happened. And then I knew, right? And so this is a, an, an actual demon. This is an actual demon. So um, then we have to ask ourselves, what is the agenda of this demon? What is the agenda of this demon? What is the root of this demon? And what is its agenda? What is the root and what is its agenda? And, and, and I'm, I'm really, really, it's, it's, it's really, really close and really closely connected to the Jezebel spirit. I probably could have threw this in there last week, but I wouldn't have had enough time to give you all of it. But it's very, very much like the Jezebel spirit. And the reason I say that is because the Jezebel spirit has to do with control. It has to do with mind control. It has to do with programming you or grooming you or brainwashing you into uh, fulfilling its desire for you, right? Um, very similar, like I said earlier, to <laughs> MK Ultra. I, I keep hearing that term. And the reason why is because when you see a religious person, a, a person bound with a religious spirit, that's what I think of as MK Ultra. MK Ultra is is um, um, it, it is a uh, a form of human programming and human uh, or dehumanization actually and human mind control or or mental programming um, that was that was very uh, uh, that was very demonic in nature very um, uh, I mean it was just it was it was torment it was torture it was torture. And it was used uh, by the CIA. It was used by the CIA um, in order to control the minds of certain, certain people. Okay. So this religious spirit is rooted. Remember, we're talking about in the church. So the religious spirit operates where? In religion. It operates in religion. That means it has to look like pure religion that we just read about in James chapter one. It has to look like the real thing. It has to mimic the real thing. Otherwise, you will be able to discern it and you won't you won't fall for it. Right. But the uh, but the religious spirit. Um, that tells us that it is one, number one, Lucifer is behind the, the religious spirit. Lucifer, Lucifer. Why Lucifer? Because Lucifer is the son of the morning. Remember the, the son of the morning, right? When you go to Ezekiel, what is it? Ezekiel 34. Let, let's look at that real quick. Ezekiel um, 34. 
Or 30, hold on. Ezekiel 30. One second here. Let me try to find this. Ezekiel. Is it thirty four or thirty two? Bear with me. Hold on, let me find it. Sorry about that. But 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 in Ezekiel, let's just move on. In Ezekiel, it talks about um, how Lucifer was cast down like lightning, right? And it says that he was he was uh, the son of the morning. He was known as the son of the morning. So the morning son of the morning represents light, light, right? He was full of light, and we know that that Lucifer. Or, you know, who we know as Satan now likes to transform himself into an angel of light. He likes to transform himself into an angel of light. So this religious spirit likes to transform itself into an angel of light. It likes to look like, you know, like I have it all together, look put together and all of that. But it is quite the opposite. So it is also the, the spirit of Lucifer and the spirit of Lucifer was rooted, is rooted in pride, number one, pride. It's rooted in pride. It's rooted in pride. It's rooted in vanity. It's rooted in rejection because he was rejected. He was kicked out of heaven, right? And it's rooted in fear because he is terrified of Christ. He is terrified of the real Christ, right? And so... This spirit is rooted in pride. That is why religious people or church folk or Christians, most all of them or mostly all of us, let me throw myself in there once again for, um, you know, for some good fellowship. Most all of us struggle with pride. Most all of us struggle with pride. Right. Because pride is the root of the of the religious spirit. It is the root of the religious spirit. It is the root of Lucifer, it, vanity, rejection and fear. That's why God had to tell us that he resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. That's why God had to tell us that um, I have not given you the spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind, right? So he transforms himself into an angel of night of light, meaning his true nature is revealed behind closed doors. He can't help but reveal his true nature, but his true nature is revealed behind closed doors. Hmm. So I wonder why he's always trying to get us to talk about people condemn people, downplay people, 
behind closed doors. Gossip about people behind closed doors. Backbite behind closed doors. Why? Why? Because of this spirit of Lucifer, this spirit of Lucifer, transforming himself into an angel of light, not revealing the, his true nature until he's behind closed doors, until he leave the church, until he's at Chili's. Well, we don't have Chili's anymore, do we? <laughs> until he's, you know, until church is over and he go out to eat with Sister Cantaloupe or Brother Johnson, right? Now the real you can come out. We're talking about the spirit of religion. Now, religious, uh, the religious spirit, another sign here of the religious spirit is that the religious spirit is self-serving. The religious spirit is self-serving. I don't care how it tries to paint itself as an angel of light or transform itself. It is self-serving in nature. It is a selfish spirit. It is the worship because Satan or look at the, the, the religion or the religious sect of Satanism. It is Satanism. The real Satanist is all about self-worship. It is about the worship of the works of the flesh or the, uh, or, or the worship of man and the worship of, of self, the worship of the creature more than the creator, right? And so since this spirit is rooted in uh, Satanism, mm -hmm, you know, different than a Satanist, come on, no different than a Satanist or an atheist, right? Just like Satanism, it is self-serving. It is selfish. It is selfish. You say, no, uh, that I, I'm not selfish, Sister Shelley. Well, the whole doctrine or false doctrine or or the, the, the false Jesus, right? The other Jesus that they sold you for tithes and offerings, the other gospel that they gave you for the tithes and offerings, that gospel teaches us how to get what we need from God for ourselves. It never teaches us to ask God, what can I do for you, Lord? What can I give to you, Lord? How can I help you, Lord? How can I serve you, Lord? How can I serve you better? How can I love you better? How can I serve your people? How can I help somebody? How can I? You see, how can I help? What can I do for you? No, it's it. We're being trained or programmed to run to Santa Claus for everything we need, everything we want. Run to God. He's Santa Claus. He is another God. He's not your father. So no relationship, no real relationship is, is being taught or required. No real uh, reverence is being taught or required. No real fear is being taught or required. You see, no real love is being taught or required. It's a gimme gospel. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's a religious spirit. It is satanic and it is a direct relative of guess who? The spirit of antichrist. The spirit of antichrist. So this thing is totally demonic. 
Now, I know we like to throw it throw it around, you know, and say, oh, hey, you got a religious spirit. You know, uh, she got a religious spirit. Uh, you know, you got to that's not fun and games. No. And, 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 and listen, this is not something that we should take lightly. This is not just another uh, uh, a pun or, you know, or, or a religious uh, or, or a catchphrase. Right. This is a demon. This is a demon. This is a demon. And it is the it is the demon of antichrist. It is the demon of antichrist as well. Why? Because it looks like Christ. It mimics Christ. It it, it sounds like you see. It looks like you. You have to have a very. You have to have a discerning eye. You have to have a listening ear. You have to have the wisdom of God. You have to know the word of God. Right. You have to have the Holy Ghost to be able to discern this spirit. You have to. You have to. This person is really trying, <laughs> but oh well, you're doing all the work here. It's easy for me to just click block. Anyway, um, this spirit is satanic and it's a direct relative of the spirit of antichrist the spirit of antichrist is against christ it is against christ and it denies the real christ right and it kills it killed christ this spirit killed christ i won't go all deep into the what the pharisees did because i've done that on other broad on other uh broadcasts and i have already you know broken that down before but tonight i want because there's lots of teachings out here about the spirit of religion religion but i want you to see it from a different uh point of view tonight so we can understand that this thing is demonic in nature it is demonic in nature and how serious you know these demons are about locking us down locking us in chains of re of, of religion re this spirit killed christ it set a trap for him. It set a trap for him and crucified him. This religious spirit, the antichrist spirit, anything that rejects and rebels against and tries to eradicate or erase the truth is demonic. That is the spirit of antichrist because Jesus, the Christ is the way, the only way the only truth and the only life. So anything that is trying to eradicate the truth, rejects the truth, rebels against the truth is demonic. It is antichrist. The religious spirit is even offended by the truth, offended by the truth. That's why they do stuff like what this person is doing here that you guys can't see, but I can see. It 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 is it, it it is afraid of the truth. <laughs> it's terrified of the truth because in the truth lies true freedom and liberty. You are bound. You are bound. You are bound, and you need freedom. You need deliverance. The, the this spirit is offended by the truth, but holds on to dead traditions. It 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 heaps up dead tradition. It cleaves to tradition and ritual, but it is offended by the truth. Um, uh, God said, laying aside the commandments of God, you hold fast the traditions of man. 
but you lay aside the commandments of God. So it, it, it is it is against the, the, uh, the truth. The, it is against the truth, but it holds on to tradition. Jesus said the spirit of Antichrist is already here. So the so the, so Jesus knew this spirit that it was alive and well and it was operating in their midst even then even even in his time right it was operating right in the midst of the of of, of the people right there in the midst of God's people it was alive and well <laughs> you see when he said that he was talking about the religious Pharisees and Sadducees or religious leaders. He said, you are a generation of serpents and vipers who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. So it, 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 is, a, it, it is a serpentine spirit, antichrist. In the, in the book of Revelation, in Genesis, this spirit started out as a serpent. In, in Revelation, it ended up as a dragon. That meant somebody was feeding it. And guess what? A dragon is nothing more than a giant serpent. It's a giant serpent. It's a giant fire-breathing poisonous snake. That's what it is. So Jesus said this spirit is already here because this spirit is rooted in religion and thrives in religious atmospheres. It thrives in religious atmospheres. It thrives around uh, um, uh, teaching uh, religious teachings and doctrines because it wants to control that atmosphere. You see, and try to control uh, the ministry of Jesus, try to control his atmosphere. You know, notice that it was also this spirit was also flattering Jesus. Well, we know that you are a teacher. You're a, a, a you know, you're a teacher come to teach us the truth. And we know that you're this and we know that you're that. But, but, but and always questioning and challenging his authority. But Jesus knew what spirit they were of. So this spirit. Is, is rooted in religion. It thrives in religious atmospheres. Therefore, it doesn't mind at all um, about you going, in going to church. It does not mind at all about you going to church. It doesn't care about you going to church. In fact, it's thrilled that you're going to church, right? It's thrilled that we go to church as long as we worship the what? flesh and blood as long as we worship the, the image of man and not the image of God as long as we worship man or flesh and blood instead of worshiping the real Christ see that's how we got caught up and that that's the reason why so many of us don't even know Jesus we don't know the real Jesus when the real Jesus is preached to us we get scared we run we we deny we say no that's not no that's not my Jesus Jesus is love that's not my Jesus Jesus wouldn't say that Jesus wouldn't do that my God ain't no he ain't no he he, he wouldn't he wouldn't kill them he wouldn't do that he would no God what, what no is he the drama? Certainly he's not the drama. <laughs> you see, 
So they wouldn't know Jesus if he bit him in the face. He, they would not know him. That's why when, when he, he said, he said, when the son of man cometh, will he find faith? Will he find the, He said, why? Watch real faith. Watch real faith. Real faith says, I know you. I know you because I have been intimate with you. I know you because I have been close to you. I know you, right? But what did Jesus say to the religious, the religious uh, leaders? He said, he said, no, he said, many will say, Lord, Lord, <laughs> you know, have I not done this in your name? Have I not cast out devils in your name? Have I not preached in your name? Have I not fed the, you know, uh, fed the homeless in your name? Have I not, you know, healed the sick in your name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? And he will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Workers of iniquity. These are religious people. They're working all right. In fact, they work very hard at what they do, but they're working iniquity because they're not serving him in truth. They're not worshiping him in spirit and in truth, in the right spirit and in the truth. You see, but everything was about self. They were doing these things to glorify self. They were doing these things to run back and tell, you know, the God we serve, the, the leader, our, 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 our pastor, uh, Pastor Ackright, you know what I'm saying? Look, look what we did. Look what we did. And he's the one sending them out. So, so this is, this thing is all about man. It's about flesh and blood. But the, the Bible says that the kingdom of God, I'm sorry. It says that, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So this is not about flesh and blood. See, see, religious people are more focused on what they can see. They need to be able to see the church building. They need to be able to sit on the pew. They need to be able to look at the pulpit. They need to be able to see the man with the microphone. They need to be able to see pastor's suit and see pastor's car and see pastor's money. They need to be able to see me and see you and see. They need to. Be, it's all about what you see. <laughs> but Jesus said, blessed are those who believe and have seen not. Blessed are those who believe and have seen not. See, that's real faith. Faith walks by what it doesn't see. <laughs> you know, it, it, we walk by faith and not by sight, not by sight. The just shall live by faith, not by sight, not by sight. We hear it all the time. It sounds so familiar, doesn't it? But think about it. Think about the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman. You know, the one, the, the woman at the well. And, and, and she said, you know, well, we, you know, our fathers worshiped at this well. And, you know, our, our fathers worshiped on that mountain. And, and, and this is our father's well. And, you know, everything was about what she saw. She was telling Jesus what she had seen. But Jesus said, you got it all wrong. 
He said, don't you know the day is coming when neither in neither in this place nor in that mountain, neither in this temple nor in that mountain <laughs> will, will men worship? For God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't see spirit. It's like the wind. It's like the wind. You can't see, like Jesus said, where it's coming from or where it's going. But people find it hard to put their trust in that. They, they find it hard to put their faith in that. Why? Because they're only, they're only uh, uh, seeking God for things that they can see. Oh, God, we're, we're digging deep tonight. They're only religious people only seek God for things that they can see. But who's seeking God for the unseen? Who's really living this life to live again in the unseen realm called heaven? Who's really seeking God to learn how to operate and function in a kingdom that is unseen, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? Who is seeking God for the unseen things, spiritual things, even the deep things of God, which religion will never teach you to do? Never, the Pharisees were against uh, the deep things of God, <laughs> the things that you can't see. So, so this spirit don't care about you going to church. It's, it's, you know, absolutely thrilled as long as you are not worshiping and not serving the actual Christ because this spirit is antichrist. Paul also said that there are many antichrists in the world. Was that Paul or or, uh, or, or, or Jew said that there are many antichrists in the world. Um, Apostle Paul also feared and warned the body of Christ against these antichrist spirits. He said, I fear lest another come and preach unto you another Jesus and give you another spirit, preach unto you another gospel. And give you another spirit. So this is the Antichrist spirit. Giving you another Jesus. Preaching to you another gospel. Giving you another spirit called religion. The religious spirit. The religious spirit. Paul equated the religious spirit to superstition as well. Uh, to superstition. Yeah. Uh, where is that? Acts. We just read that one last week. Acts 26. Acts uh, chapter 26 here. Try to take you through a little scripture. Try to get you out of the way. That we just looked at that. Um, 
Paul addressing the uh, the uh, the council. No, he was at. Um, give me one second. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, Acts chapter 17, Acts 17. Um, it says, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious, superstitious. And that, that, word, that word superstitious there means very religious, too superstitious or very religious. So, so religious, the religious spirit is also superstitious. <laughs> I bet we didn't think of it that way. But please consider that this is a superstitious spirit. Now watch this. How watch this definition of superstitious. Superstitious. Or yeah, superstitious, okay? Watch this. It says overscrupulous and rigid in religious observances, addicted to superstition, full of idle fancies and scruples in regard to religion uh, as superstitious people, Pro proceeding from superstition, manifesting superstition, uh, over exact, scrupulous beyond need, uh, with too much care and exactness, uh, superstition. Let's see, superstition. Sorry, okay. It says excessive exactness or rigor in religious opinions or practice, extreme and unnecessary scruples in the observance of religious rites not commanded has nothing to do with God's commandments, nothing to do uh, with anything except for ritual and tradition or points of minor importance, excess or extravagance in religion, excess or extravagance in religion, the doing of things not required by God. Did you hear that? The doing of things that were not required by God. These people were doing so many things that were not even required by God. They were not even required by God. Now we're adding to, right? We're adding to what God said not to add to nor take away from. It says doing things uh, not required by God or abstaining from things not even forbidden or the belief of what is absurd or belief without evidence, belief without evidence, belief without evidence, without evidence. You see that now I know Jesus said, blessed are those who believe in me and have not seen me. That's what he was talking about. But belief without evidence, right? It's talking about believing in something without proof or when the evidence is against what you're believing in i.e we look around the church we see you know a whole lot of stuff that is absolutely wrong absolutely not 
not supposed to be happening. You see, absolutely not. But we still believe it's, you know, we, we still believe in this religious figure or this religious leader, even though that person does not address the sin in the church, does not address it and even participates in it. Perhaps that's why he doesn't address it. So, but we still believe and we still go, even though the, ev the evidence is stacked up against that, against that person. Superstition has reverence to God, to religion, or to be or to beings um, superior to man. It's false religion, it's false worship. It is the right or practice proceeding from the excess of scruples in religion. Keep using this word scruples. All right. So um, that's why Paul was, was equating the religious spirit to the spirit of uh, to superstition. Paul Apostle Paul also preached against religious spirits because he preached against them so so uh so vigorously because he previously was religious. <laughs> he was he was the strict the the he said what did he say in that now that is in Acts 26. Let me see. Acts 26. I've been reading through Acts here. So got a little confused there. Acts 26, watch this in verse five, uh, verse four. He says, my manner of life from my youth, which was at first among my own nation at Jerusalem. No, all the Jews, all the Jews knew. Uh, they knew me. They saw, they saw how I lived. They knew how I, how I lived and how I conducted myself even from a youth. He says, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. That means after the most strictest of the religious sects, that is the Pharisee set, <laughs> he, li he lived up to those standards. And so then, you know, God sends him to tear down the very thing, though, that he once upheld, the very thing that he was raised up in. Does that sound familiar? You see? And, and but 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 people will say, you know, you're you're uh you're a backstabber, uh you you know, you are um backbiting, you know, others in the ministry, in the church and, and other religious leaders, and you're talking down on other unreligious leaders and stuff like that. No, G God is tearing down this spirit, point blank, period. He's tearing down this religious spirit. I don't care if I did grow up in it. If God says it's wrong, stop, pump your brakes, repent, come back and go back, circle back, you know, then we better do it. And if he says, tear that thing down, then we better be found tearing it down or else we're going to be tore down with it. And I'm not going down like that. I don't know about you. So religion, um, Apostle Paul was previously a Pharisee and, and, and that's what he had to preach against. In fact, nothing about his ministry was religious at all. <laughs> it was the exact opposite. 
you know, of the religious traditions, you know, nobody really ordained him into ministry. Who ordained him? He just, you know, he just saw Jesus and Jesus was the one who, who ordained him and sent him uh, to preach this truth. And he didn't even go uh, immediately to see uh, 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 Peter and him. He didn't go up to Jerusalem immediately. He was like, you know, he 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 he, he waited what three years uh, before he went up there, and he only stayed for like almost two weeks, and then he came on back and kept preaching what the Lord told him to preach. So he said, I, I, "When the Lord revealed His Son in me." I, I conferred not with flesh and blood, but religious people with the religious, the religious spirit. It's all about flesh and blood. In fact, if you're not conferring with flesh and blood, you're looked at as an outcast. If you're not conferring with flesh and blood, if you're not ordained by man with a certificate or a license or some oil poured on you, you know, by another man, then you're looked at as your ministry is not even valid. So which Bible are we going to believe? Who are we going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? You're looking at this man, Apostle Paul, and you're seeing it in the word of God. But then you turn up, you turn, you say, oh, no, he's an apostle, but you're this and you're that. It, it, listen, there, God has no respect of persons. He can use whoever he wants, however he wants, whenever he wants. Write that down. Religion is artificial. The Holy Ghost said religion is artificial and carries no real power. It's artificial. Why? Because the truth, which is Jesus, doesn't need an artificial cloak. It doesn't need to be cloaked in anything. It doesn't need a crutch. It doesn't need to say I'm from, I'm of Paul and I am of Apollos. It is not, you know, it doesn't need a name, a title to lean on. It doesn't need a cloak to make it look like a certain way when it's actually not. It does not need any help. It is all powerful. The spirit of truth, which is Jesus, is all powerful. The Holy Ghost, all powerful. It is the source of power, the absolute power, the absolute authority and can stand alone and will stand alone and don't need our help or nobody else's help. God chooses to work with man, but he doesn't need us. So this, so the truth can, can can stand alone and work alone. Why? Because it's rooted in love. All powerful. It is the source of its power is real love. It's real love. I don't need to perform if I'm walking in real love. I don't need to pretend if I'm walking in real love. If I'm giving you the truth in real love, I don't need to be fake. I don't need a facade. I'm showing you the real love of God here by giving you the truth. Opening your eyes where you were once blind so you can see that's real love. That's real love. That's what Jesus did. He opened the eyes of the blind. He unstopped the ears, the deaf ears of those that could not hear. Religion appears as love. It's fake. It's artificial. It appears as love, but it quickly dissipates and becomes cold 
and bitter and distant. Quickly becomes cold. Remember, remember that little clip I, I did um, talking about how religious religion is cold. It dulls your sword. It dulls your sword. You, you, you don't have an edge anymore. Your zeal is without knowledge. You don't have that edge. You can't, you can't pierce the serpent. You can't, you, you can't cut down Leviathan. You cannot destroy Leviathan because your soul is dull. Is dull. Your sword is dull. Religion dulls the sword because it's cold. It's bitter. It pretends like it's full of passion and zeal and, and pretends like it's love, but it's not love. It's not love. Religion, another thing, the Holy Ghost said, religion steals your true identity and cloaks it in ritual and tradition. Our identity becomes what we do instead of who we really are. Our identity becomes works-based, performance-based, remember, based on our performance rather than who we really are and whose we really are. It is it, it steals your true identity. You'll find that religious people behave a certain way, but they're not re really that way. God said, I didn't create you that way. I didn't create you that way. You know, the kind of people that, you know, they can't say five sentences without, you know, they can't say two sentences without, you know, they, they, they can't talk to you without a hallelujah, glory to God. You know what I'm saying? To show you that they are so super spiritual and religious. You know what I'm saying? But but God said, I didn't create you that way. I created you as an intelligent being that can actually hold a conversation and, and it can actually, you know, be discreet enough <laughs> to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Who are you going to talk to out in the streets? Who are you going to talk to out in the world like that and expect them to embrace your religion? Who? I can block you all day, boo. Who? Who? Who is who's gonna accept that? Who's gonna embrace that? You know, and that's something that even I work on. We have to control that. We we have to we have to bring that down a couple notches. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't just come on. Who, who, you're having a conversation with, with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> By the way, did you guys hear about what, what's going on with Marilyn now? He's praying now. <laughs> He's praying. <laughs> they, they caught him praying with, uh, the, he, he went to the Sunday service with Kanye and they caught him in the prayer circle with, with Justin Bieber and Kanye West. <laughs> I just find that so funny because to God be all the glory, God said it and God did it, didn't he? I told you. <laughs> People were like, what? Marilyn Manson. And God told you to pray for Marilyn Manson? Yes, he told me to pray for Marilyn Manson and prophesy over Marilyn Manson. And now look at Marilyn Manson. But, but God is saying something else and I have to deliver this message to him and I will. God is saying something else. 
God is saying something else. Let's keep going. He says, you were not created that way. God wants to see the real you come out. <laughs> and he wants to deal with the real you. And he wants to present the real you. Christ in you, the real you, not the fake knockoff, not the artificial. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He wants to present the real you to the world, not a knockoff. You know? If, 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 if Jay-Z walked in your church, he's going to turn around and walk back out. <laughs> if he came across your, you know, your ministry, he's going to turn around and, and walk back out. You know, <laughs> like, uh, okay, that's not for me. Uh, sorry, I that was a big mistake. You see? And, 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 and it goes for me, too. It goes for me, too. I'm working on mine. I'm working on mine. Believe that. So, so, so God says he wants to present the real you. He cannot work with a fake, which is why most church folks or religious folks are stuck in look religious cycles. Re the spirit of religion keeps us on a hamster wheel, keeps us in a rat race, keeps us in a, in a, in a religious cycle. We're just going around and around and around and around and around Sunday. Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, whenever it is that you're having services and you're just going around and around and around and around and around and you're never walking out the things that, uh, well, first of all, not taking, um, not, not going home and searching the scriptures, right? Because the world has us on a hamster wheel, wheel too. Now I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, God, they're working you nine to five. You're tired. You're tired. You're too tired. When you go home, when you, you was too tired to go to church, probably. And when you got out of church, you was tired and you were sleepy and you was hungry. And then you got to get up. You got to prepare to go to work the next day. Tired. You, I'm, I'm, I mean, the hamster wheel, the cycle, the cycle, the cycle. And God wants to break that cycle. God does not want that for us. He does not want that for you. He wants to break that cycle. He wants to break that cycle. The, the, the true spirit of, of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ is not religious. So it does not work you to death. It does not work you to death. It, 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 it does not keep you stuck in a cycle. Come help me do this. Dude, come do this. Come do this. Come do this. Come do this. And they working you more than your nine to five. And then you're stuck in these spiritual cycles. You can't break free from spiritual cycles, spiritual bondages that you need deliverance from, but can't get the deliverance in the church, but you're working in the church. You know, you can't, you can't break free from the spirit of poverty because you're giving all your money to the spirit of Antichrist, Jezebel. They in there working together, Lucifer, you know, Satan and they, they in there working together against you. I mean, we you can't catch a break. Now, is it every church? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Some people do understand divine order and balance. And others, most others don't, though. That's the problem. That's why we're delivering this message tonight. Religious cycles of bondage, depression, fear, anxiety, doubt, unbelief, poverty, sickness, disease, mental illness. <laughs> 
May the Lord set you free, brother, in the name of Jesus, sister, or whoever you are. God bless you. Um, religion is a dimension of darkness called idolatry. It is a dimension of darkness. It is a dimension. Why am I saying that? Because it keeps you locked in a dimension where these religious cycles take place. It is a mental uh, dimension or a mental prison. And, and when you look at certain churches, you see the same thing over and over and over again. Copy, paste, copy, paste from one person to the next. They all line up that you can tell that they've all been programmed by the same machine, by the same institution, by the same industry. Programmed. It, it, it's a dimension of darkness. They can't break free from it. When they come to church and come together on Sunday, they all get in there and do the same thing over again. You know, it's a dimension and it's called idolatry. The Holy Ghost said idolatry because, again, it is the worship of, of flesh and blood. It is the worship of man it is the worship of self. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's the worship of self. You know why? Because when you're in there in those religious frenzies and when you're in there in that euphoria and in those Kundalini spirits and you're tapping into the spirit realm and, and you're doing all that that you're doing, guess what? What are you doing it for? Okay, let me ask this this way. Why are we even doing it? Why are we doing it? We say we're doing it because we love God. But everything that, that attracts us, ministry-wise, on the internet, social media, etc., is some blanket prophecy or blanket message about what God wants to do for you, what God is going to do for you. God said it's going to be all right. God said, and I'm not trying to negate or downplay any what anyone's situation or what they're going through. I'm talking about the focus. I'm talking about the motive. You see, God said, if you take care of my business, and I'm paraphrasing, then I will take care of yours. In other words, he said, if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. But we are seeking the things and expecting the kingdom to be added unto us. It works the opposite. It works in reverse. We're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong way. So the only thing that excites us is a word, a prophecy. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. God is, that's what we come to hear. And that's why we get in there and psych ourselves out every Sunday. We want to hear what God is going to do for us. Idolatry. Idolatry. The worship of materialism. The worship of, of, of self. The worship of man. Well, Pastor so-and-so said this. Pastor Ackright said that. Pastor First Lady Cantaloupe said that. Said this, said that. We live by what man says instead of what the Bible says. Idolatry. What did God say? What did God say? So we're seeing the contrast here. I got about four more points and I'm going to let you go. Uh, a religious spirit becomes equal 
to the dumb idols that they worship. I'm not trying to offend anyone, but this is the truth. Don't be offended by it. Let's just let's just hear what the Holy Spirit is saying because he said it to me first, okay? A religious spirit becomes equal or the same as the dumb idols that they worship, talking about men and buildings, men and buildings. Listen, man is human and not God. Buildings are brick and mortar and not the church. You are the real church. You are the real church. So God chooses to dwell in temples not made with hands. The, 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 the word says that know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, I chose to put my treasure in earthen vessels that the, that the excellency of the knowledge may be of God and not of ourselves. So we're talking about earthen vessels. That's where he chooses to dwell. But we have made idols out of church buildings. We have made idols out of church leaders, men and women, people in the church. We make them idols. And therefore, we become dumb or deaf, blind, deaf, and dumb, just like those idols, just like the prophet said. So when someone asks you, what is the word of the Lord? What is the Lord saying today? What is the Lord saying to you? We have no answer. When we, when we ask, you know, we're always looking for a word, but we don't carry the word of the Lord. Hmm. We're always looking for the presence of God, but we don't carry the presence of God. We're looking for the anointing, but we don't carry or tap into our own anointing. Christ in us. He is the anointed, you know. So, 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 so we become dumb. You know, we, 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 we're, we're so in tune with worldly conversations and, you know, the latest news and the latest hype and the latest gossip and what's going on, you know. And all of that, we can talk about that stuff for hours on end. But can how many hours can we talk about the word? How many hours can we sit and talk about God before people start getting bored? I'm sleepy, I'm yawning and all that kind of stuff on you. They can't even sit through a two-hour teaching. You know? I mean, and I'm I, I'm trying to cut it down for that for that reason because religion, listen, it dumbs us down. It dumbs us down. It's like idolatry. It dumbs us down and, and, and it reduces us. It reduces us, you know, to the attention. We have the attention span of a two-year-old and we're full-grown mature adults. But God can't keep our attention for two minutes. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but, but it's just the truth. Click on, click off, you know, go, go to church, you know, sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like that, that's, that is a result of the mental programming, the mind control. That's a result of this antichrist spirit. It's not the real thing. It's not the real thing. It's not the real thing. There was a man in the Bible who fell asleep listening to Jesus preach all night, <laughs> but notice he was preaching all night. You see what I'm saying? He wasn't preaching for 15 minutes and the man was up there, you know, no, he was, he was sitting there trying to get the way he was trying to get that truth. He was trying to learn something. <laughs> Y'all ever seen the blind side? 
learn something. He was trying to learn something, you know, when he fell asleep. And those people were desperate. Zacchaeus, they climbed, they uh uh climbed up on the roof and let that man down through the roof of the house, told him people house up because they was trying to get the real thing. They said, No, we he needs he needs to be healed. We gotta we we got to get to Jesus. But there's no there's there's no zeal, there's no passion, there's no zeal according to knowledge. There's zeal for things, there's zeal for positions, there's zeal for influence and money, but there's not zeal that is according to knowledge. There's not real passion, you know, uh, after Christ, passion for God. No, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's a lukewarm spirit. Instead, it's a lukewarm spirit because we're worshiping the building. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I'm going to church, you know, and, and that becomes our identity is wrapped up in church. Oh, man. You know how many of us, especially women, wrapped up our children, our identity and our children's identity in church services, dragging our kids up and down the streets to church. Do your homework in the back room. We sit up in church to two, three o'clock in the morning. And the child got to go to sleep, uh, uh, got to go to school in four hours. It take you an hour to get home and get fed. You know, what, 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 come on, man. Come on. Our identity was wrapped up in that. You know, every time the church doors are open, I'm there. That's not, that's not your identity. Every time they need me, every time they call me, I got to go. I'm there. I'm there. That's not how it should be. That's not how it should be. We be there, you know, we, as much as be possible, but according to divine order, God, family, then the church. Priority. Priority. That was our message this past Sunday. Priority. Priority. Balance. Very important. God don't want your family falling apart because of a church building. Next thing, man is human. Uh, excuse me. Next thing, um, uh, two more after this. Uh, I'm sorry. No, uh, one more after this. Um, so the Holy Ghost asked this question because he said that religion, um, religion it's cold, right? It, it, it's cold and it's bitter. So why do religious people throw stones at other people? <laughs> why were they throwing stones at the woman taking in adultery? Why were they throwing, you know, throwing stones at Jesus? Why was they trying to kill Jesus? Why did they stone Stephen? It is because they are hypocrites. And they're hypocrites who have been programmed by other hypocrites. I'm going to say that again. They are hypocrites who have been programmed. They, yeah, it's the crazy. It's the crazy. They have been programmed by other hypocrites. These religious scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, as Jesus called them, they have been programmed. They had been programmed to throw the law at any and everybody, to stone people with the law. They have been programmed. They forgot about the, the, the weightier matters of the law. Love, mercy, just judgment, or justice. They forgot about all that. 
It's all about, did you tithe, mint, and rue, and did you pray seven times a day, and did you fast twice in the week, and did you come to, you know, did you observe the Sabbath? You know, oh, God forbid, you healing on the Sabbath? You mean you helping somebody on the Sabbath day? You know, uh, you, 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 you know, I mean, just religion, just, 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 just hypocrites, hypocrites. And Jesus said, well, it was, if it was your, your, your mule, your dumb ass, quote unquote, whoo, that just fell right out my lips. If it was your dumb ass that was, that was caught in the, you know, that was lost or, or that was caught somewhere, wouldn't you go rescue your, your dumb ass on the Sabbath? Wouldn't you go and, you know, wouldn't you go and find your lost sheep on the Sabbath? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Or are you just going to leave it out there to the wolves? Hypocrites always pointing the finger at someone else when they, like Jesus said, you got a big old beam in your eye. You trying to get the mold out of my eye, right? But you got a big beam in your eye. Well, first get the beam out of your eye and then you can see clearly to get the mold out of my eye. And some of y'all looking at me right now talking about, well, Sister Shelly, that apply to you too. Yes, it does. And that is why, guess what? I strive not to be religious. I strive to stay in my, in the, to walk in the order of my office and nothing, nothing else. I, I don't, I don't sidetrack. I don't skip over. I, I walk in the call. I walk in my, in my uh, God given office as a prophet which is to warn, to correct, <laughs> to rebuke, to bring reform, transformation. That's the only reason I have to drop this word. Otherwise, I would not be here doing this because male men do get shot, you know, <laughs> they do. And I ain't speaking nothing bad over myself. God forbid. And God ain't going to allow it, <laughs> you know, but I'm saying who wants to be the mailman in this day and age? I mean, the mailman of truth who wants to. Definitely not me, you know, but woe be unto me if I preach not this gospel. Woe be unto me if I don't deliver the word or don't deliver the message. Guess what? I'm going to see somebody else doing it. Are they perfect? Do they have anything in their eye? Probably so. Probably so. But we should all be striving to live blameless before God. You know, I strive to live blameless before God. I strive to live righteous and upright before God, to live a clean life. I'm not living in sin trying to get a, a beam out of your eye because I would feel so convicted sitting up here. I wouldn't even be, I'd be nervous and skipping over all my words and stuttering and, and, all, and everything, which I already stutter. So it would be twice as bad, I, I promise you, because it's hard for me to live a lie. I just cannot. It's not natural to live a lie, y'all. It's not natural. It's not natural. Why is it so easy just to live a lie? That's not even natural. He said, these are hypocrites who have been programmed by other hypocrites. So they're living in, in hypocrisy. They're not going home and saying, oh, wow, Lord, that word hit me in the head. I, let me get myself together. You know what I'm saying? Lord, I repent in the name of Jesus. Help me turn myself around. Don't leave me like this, Lord. You know, but no, they're, they're living in hypocrisy, living in iniquity, working iniquity, sin practitioners. 
Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me. The last thing the Holy Ghost told me about this, he said, religion is just another industry. It's systematic in nature. So it binds you to the law of sin and death, literally, <laughs> literally. That's why they tried to kill that woman taken in adultery. That's why, you know, it, 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 it binds you to the law of sin and death. It binds you to what you did in your past. It binds you and holds you there, even though you're not doing that thing anymore, even though it's obvious that you're trying to make a change. I mean, people are still trying to stone Marilyn Manson and that man is, you know, he, he's, he's trying to make a change. Do you think, of, do you think, that a man like that, with a past like that, with a following like the following that he has, the fan base that he has or had because it is diminishing. His own fan base, his own fans are turning against him saying, this is not the Marilyn Manson that we know. This is not, who is this? It's Brian Warner. It's Brian Warner, the man that God created him to be. Who is this? This is not Manson. This ain't the... Christian, what? I pray he's not becoming a Christian. I hope he's not becoming a Christian. <sighs> they having a heart attack. Read some of them comments on some of those uh, some of those videos on YouTube about him praying uh, at, at, at Sunday service. The fact that he even went to the Sunday service, and the, and a lot of them are saying, well, you know, it's just another one of his, you know shockers rock shockers you know he's just trying to he he shocked y'all again you know what i'm saying like it, it's just another one of his his tricks no I, I did you see him before did you see he he wanted nothing to do <laughs> nothing to do with jesus nothing to do with the with jesus you know burning burning bibles on stage and and just showed his pure natural behind <laughs> okay for years, for years. And, 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 and then as soon as he turned, make a turn in the right direction. Yeah. He in trouble. Yeah. Because God put him in a trap, just like the Lord had me prophesy when I, when he told me to pray over him, the Holy ghost said, put him in a trap. That was the words of the Holy ghost over his life out of my mouth that day had nothing to do with me. It was the Holy Ghost who knows the will of the Father for his life. To God be all the glory. Said, put him in a trap that he can't get out of without me, the Lord said. And sure enough, he's in a trap that he can't get out of without God. And now people are saying, oh, he's just turning to God because he in trouble now. Well, if you was in trouble, wouldn't it be wise for you to turn to him too? I mean, it'd be foolish not to turn to him. <laughs> Who else you going to turn to? Hello. That was the purpose of the trap. Come on. Let's get some common sense, y'all. It's systematic. This spirit is systematic in nature. It binds you to the law of sin and death where you cannot escape, literally. But the real Jesus came to set the captives free from the law of sin and death. That's what he came to set us free from. The law of sin and death and everything associated with death came to set us free from that. We're only bound to him now. We're his prisoners now. So why would we turn around and go back to Egypt if God brought us out? Why would we turn around and go back to bondage if God brought us out? God wants to deprogram. He wants to uh, 
He wants to uh, reverse. He wants to uh, um, unmask us today. He wants to unmask you today. He wants to reverse the damage of the MK Ultra. He wants to reverse the damage of the mind control. You know, the, the, the behavior that we just can't stop on our own. Like to the point where we don't even, we people can't even tell that we're a normal human being. Hello, can you, can we say five sentences in English? And to, to communicate and express a thought. Can we, can we do that? <laughs> you see, God wants to reverse that damage. That, that, you know what? <laughs> that is brain damage. When you're, when we're trying to put on a facade and trying to carry on, carry a mindset and trying to act in a way and, 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 and put on a, you see, put on a mask, put on a certain behavior every week when we go to church in front of the people, then you go home, you got to take the mask off and you get up, you got to put it back on and get it, take it off and put it on and take it off and put it on. That is brain damage. That causes brain damage. That's called, that is called uh, 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 insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over. It's not working. It's stressing you out. Hello. It, it's a hard work to try to keep up multiple personalities. It's hard work. Any demon will tell you, any person, any person will tell you in deliverance that, you know, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I guess I just want to be, you know, I just want to, to be me. Multiple personality disorder, literally. That's schizophrenic, you know. This this antichrist spirit. Can we cannot we cannot eat at the table of, of, of God, at the table of God and at the table of idols at the same time? Can't make an idol out of the table. Can't eat from the you know, drink from the cup of God and the cup of devils at the same time. We cannot. And, and we're living in, in two different worlds, two different dimensions. Many that many of you that are trying to straddle the fence, living in two, trying to live in two different worlds. You cannot. And you wonder why you're stressed. You wonder why you're dealing with depression, uh, talking about depression all the time. That's why. That's why. Trying to keep up appearances. It's too much work. God said, I want to release you. My God, and especially the people in the African and African-American church. I'm not trying to be uh, racist or anything like that. I love all people, especially my own. But I want to see my own people free, you know, from this spirit, this religious spirit. It's antichrist. It's antichrist. May the Lord break us free from this dimension. Reverse the demonic programming, the mind control, the MK Ultra. That was intentional. Re this religious spirit and give us pure religion. Pure religion, undefiled. So that we, we can separate ourselves from the mentality of the world and stop compromising. Stop compromising. 
The problem is we want to compromise with the antichrist system. The leaders are compromising for the sake of unrighteous mammon. We, we refuse to lay down our traditions which make God's word the truth of no effect. We cannot walk in truth and in tradition at the same time. Not worldly traditions. Not worldly traditions. Not worldly traditions. Because there are godly traditions, yes. The children of Israel had, had traditions, yes. The apostles had traditions, yes. Jesus had traditions, yes. But they were not worldly traditions. It was not a religious tradition. Praying against the spirit of religion tonight. That the Lord break you free. Destroy every yoke. Break every chain. Open the prison doors to them that are bound by this spirit. And let the oppressed go free because it's true. It truly is a spirit of oppression. It is a spirit of oppression. We have been kept substandard beneath the standard for so long as a people. When the church should be the cream of the crop, we should be on top. But we're living substandard because of this spirit, because we compromised with the spirit of Antichrist. We're serving this spirit now. Kings are walking, kings are walking while servants are riding on horses, if you get my meaning. This is not what Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die for you for a praise break, uh, uh, for you to, you know, act like uh, we in the spirit. Jesus didn't die for that. Jesus didn't die for a, a, a fake fallout. Jesus didn't die. For that, for a social club on Sunday. Jesus didn't die for that. Jesus didn't die for that. He didn't die for us to be hypocrites. He didn't die for us to 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 uh to uh lose our, our, our kingdom identity. He he died to get to open our eyes to awaken us to our kingdom identity, kingdom identity. He died to, to bridge the gap between God and man, to be our advocate, to tear down that wall of partition between God and man. That's why he, he died and rose again. We forget that he rose. We wear the cross, but we forget that he rose. You know, he, 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 he gave up his life and rose again to empower us as his body, as his body, so we could walk in truth, so we can walk in love and in power and in authority over the spirit of Antichrist. So we could be aware of the spirit of Antichrist, so we could cast out devils. Amen. That's why he died. That's why he died. So we could receive eternal life. That's why he died. Not for us to walk around 
um, having a name that we're alive, but we're actually dead. God want to see his people walk in victory. I want to see our people walk in victory. I want to walk in victory. So that's why we're, that's why we uh, are exposing and unmasking the religious spirit tonight. Amen. I hope this is helping somebody. Hope this is helping somebody. Let me read these comments and get you out of here. Brother Robert is saying, uh, somehow, somehow I missed the reminder. Bless you, Sister Shelley. Thank you, Brother Robert. Um, he says that Jew, uh, oh, John 2, 9 to 11, John warns against the religious spirit. Yes, John chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Amen. Uh, 9, everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching hath both the Father and the Son. Amen. Glory to God. Yes. And uh, that also coincides with the scripture in James chapter one um, as well. So, yeah, wa uh, abiding in the in the truth, abiding in the teachings of Christ or in the word of God, you know, being an actual doer of the word and not a hearer only, not a hearer only. Uh, let's see, it says it, verse 10 says, if any comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting for whosoever greets him, uh, takes part in his wicked works. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, um, we're going to be, uh, praying on Thursday night, uh, probably, uh, against the spirit of religion here as well. And, um, you know, but uh, I, I pray that this was uh, a blessing and that it opened your eyes and it caused you to see this spirit um, in a different light, uh, according to the root of what it actually is, that it's demonic. You know, it's just not, oh, I got a religious spirit. OK, help me, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? No, this is something that has to be cast out as well. It's something that we actually need deliverance from. It's something that we actually need deliverance from. And uh, we have to be watchful to keep the doors uh, closed to this spirit as well as any other demonic spirit, um, as well as any other demonic spirit. Uh, this spirit, uh, <clears throat> something I read about it is that it will always, is it, 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 the, the, the whole idea is to attack your true identity. Uh, the Pharisees were always attacking the identity of Jesus, who he said he was, you know, calling him a blasphemer, saying that he was, you know, uh, the prince of devils and casting out devils, you know, uh, as the prince of devils, you know, what I'm saying, saying that, you know, you know, that he was everything but who he actually was. And so they tried to trap him. They tried to get him to stop uh, believing in who he in who he was in his true identity and tried to get him to agree with their lies about who he was, right? So they, this spirit, it, it will tell you that you're things that you're actually not. It will also tell you that you are not things that you actually are, <laughs> you know? It, it will try to get you to agree with its lies. And if it succeeds, um, then it can not only control you, but also steal your identity. Steal your identity. So we have to be able to recognize when this spirit is in operation versus the Holy Spirit, which is Christ. 
versus the Holy Spirit, which is Christ. The spirit of Antichrist wants to steal your identity in Christ. Always remember that. Always remember that. So it, it's always going to try to get you to operate in another way or get you to perform and not be your true self or walk in your true identity in Christ. You know, do it like this. And, and, and you know, no, do it the way the Holy Spirit is leading you to do it. And, 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 and please remember this spirit is a thief. <laughs> the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. Sorry about that. Okay, sorry. I don't know what just happened. I clicked and closed the whole thing down. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to release you guys. I love you. Take care. And I will see you. Um, I will see you next uh, or I will see you Thursday night. I'll see you Thursday night. Amen. Uh, for another episode of How to Slay in Prayer. I want to thank everyone for watching and those that will catch the replay. Um, make sure to like, comment, and share the video with someone who needs it because I believe we all do. And uh, we will uh, continue here um, on Thursday night in prayer against the spirit of religion and whatever the, else the Lord uh, lays on our hearts to pray about. Amen. So I love you. Take care and good night. Good night. God bless you all. If you want to, um, if you want to uh, reach me, the website is below. Iamdivinity.com. If you want to give, the website is below. Iamdivinity.com forward slash donate, and, and and you can give. And all my social media there is there at the bottom of the screen. God bless you all. I love you all so much, and I will catch you next time. Amen. Uh, Thursday night, eight p.m. Central Standard Time. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>